Hey, Calvary family, this is Pastor Michael Grove here on the Bible Reading App. Today is January 2nd of 2024, and we are here in our Bible reading program. Remember, we're reading one chapter a day, and I'm giving you a few quick thoughts at the end before we end our time together. So follow along in the New International Version as we read Luke chapter 2. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Carinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, The shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon. He was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah, moved by the Spirit. He went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you have now dismissed your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles in the glory of your people Israel. 
The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be spoken against, so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Penuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was on him. Every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. When he was twelve years old, they went up to the festival according to the custom. After the festival was over, while his parents were returning home, The boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. Thinking he was in their company, they traveled on for a day. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why were you searching for me? He asked. Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he was saying to them. Then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. This concludes the reading of Luke chapter 2 and concludes our reading for today. Let me give you a quick thought before we end our time together. Okay, so I want to introduce you to something called gender pairing. It's the way that Luke writes his gospel, and it's super interesting, so I want to just teach you about this for just a second. This is what gender pairing is all about. Every time Luke writes something about a man, he then goes in his next story is about a woman. Now, I'm not saying this happens every single time he writes about a man. However, this happens at a bunch of key moments, and we've already read two of them, and I want to point them out to you. So yesterday, we read about Zechariah. In Luke 1, we got to read about the message that Gabriel the angel brought to Zechariah. More importantly, we got to hear his response. Now remember, Zechariah was kind of concerned and didn't think this could really happen. In fact, he asked Gabriel, how can this be? What does Luke do next? He stops the story, and before finishing how John is born and telling people what had happened, he jumps to Mary who also has Gabriel the angel come to her. Yet her response is, how will this take place? She heard something that the normal person would have stopped and said, impossible. Yet she believed it and said, how will this take place? You see what he did? He showed us what the priest, Zechariah, 
what he did when he heard the word of the Lord after 400 years of silence, and his response was one of unbelief. And so Luke shows us Mary's response. Mary believes what the angel says, but simply asks, tell me how this will take place. She knows it's going to happen, yet she wonders how. Luke is using this as a contrast of the stories. He's showing us the difference between how the man responds and how the woman responds. Okay, let's look at today's story, because there are actually two key moments in Luke chapter 2 that show the same thing. First of all, you have Simeon. Now, Simeon is a prophet and has been waiting for the Messiah to arrive. He was promised by the Holy Spirit that he would see the Messiah before his days were over. Yet, he has to be called to the temple by the Holy Spirit. He's not there waiting. He's not looking for the Messiah. He's going about his day, and the Holy Spirit draws him to the temple. So, what does Luke do? He contrasts this with Anna. Now, we get to hear a little bit about Anna's story. She's a widow, and ever since her husband died, just a few short years after her marriage, she has spent the rest of her time in the temple courts. In other words, she gets up, she goes to the temple, and she spends time praying and worshiping the Lord. And she does this every day. So picture Luke's story. Simeon walks into the temple, having been led by the Holy Spirit, finds the baby Jesus, and pronounces a blessing over Jesus. Yet, right there is Anna the prophet. And she doesn't have to be led by the Spirit. She's already there. And she is worshiping and fasting and praying every single day. And now that the Messiah has arrived, she gives thanks to God and then speaks promise over the Messiah and how he will bring the redemption of Jerusalem. Luke, once again, is contrasting the male and the female response. Oh, but here's the best one. So, at the age of 12, Jesus is in the temple, having separated from his parents as they were traveling home from bringing sacrifice to Jerusalem. He spent time there with the teachers of the law. Now, he was sitting there answering questions and asking questions of his own. This was a pretty common thing for 12-year-old boys to do because it was their way of proving that they understood what the teachers were trying to teach. In fact, there was a series of questions that the teachers and rabbis would ask, known as their yoke. And if somebody could answer those questions and then ask questions that would also show that they understand what they're talking about, then that rabbi would, within the next year, invite that boy to follow the rabbi as their own teacher. They would essentially become a disciple of that rabbi. So this is a pretty big moment. Jesus is answering these rabbis and these teachers of the law, and they're all amazed at him. They see that he has this deep understanding, one that from their response seems like nobody else really understood that way. It says that they were amazed by his understanding. Yet when Mary and Joseph finally find Jesus, they ask him where he has been. Now you need to understand who it is that asks Jesus where he has been. Remember, he's talking to these rabbis. This is a pretty prestigious moment and one that could be pretty impactful into Jesus' life. Yet, verse 48 of chapter 2 says, His mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us like this? 
your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. By Luke telling us that it was his mother who asked this, he once again is gender pairing. He's contrasting this prestige and power of these rabbis with the significance of his own mother in his life. And it's important to note, who did Jesus follow at that moment? He got up, left the sight of these rabbis, and went back to Nazareth with his own parents. And it says that Jesus obeyed them. And his mother treasured all these things in his heart. Now here's the important thing. Luke 2.52 tells us that Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Why did that happen? Because he chose to obey his mother. And he went home with her so that he can grow more. See what Luke's doing? He's showing us the importance of women in the gospel. We'll get to more examples of this as we read the book of Luke. But I want you to be alerted to this because there'll be many times where I will reference this gender pairing. This was Luke's significant way of making sure that the women of the gospels get the respect they deserve for the part they played throughout Jesus' life. If anything, this should be a reminder to all of us that every single one of us, no matter who we are, have an important part to play in helping other people on their journey to following Jesus. In a day and time when women weren't respected, Luke takes the time to write his gospel in a way that shows women mattered. Their story mattered. Their understanding of Jesus and how he played into this world mattered. And their response in helping others made a significant difference. You see, all of us have a part to play and all of us can make a difference in someone else's life. Luke took the time to show us what this was like through the eyes of women. And for that, I'm super grateful that he gives us an understanding that the gospel is for every single one of us, no matter who we are. That's all the time we have left for today. I love you and God bless. Music